All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you with Pastor Jim this morning. Good morning, Freedom Center and all people out there and the rest of the world, too. And today it's just the two of us. We got a lot to talk about, so <laughs> we just decided it'd be better to just have the two of us on than uh, somebody else. So uh, week two of the It's a Wonderful Life series. Um, how do you think it went, this service? You know, I, I was actually really encouraged. I was a little nervous uh, yeah. heading into it because... You know, how do you stand up after almost 24 years of not talking about something and say, hey, I've, I've really blown it. You know what I mean? Right. I've really I failed you guys in a significant area. And uh, and then and have it be something where people go, oh, he means that. <laughs> you know, that's like this is some sort of fundraising methodology or something. You yeah. know, and I just thought, well, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put a big I'm not going to have it scripted out. I'm just going to put I owe you an apology on the slide. Sure. And we'll go from there. But I really some really exciting things happened Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. So um, let's just dive right into it. Uh, the initiative, mm-hmm. talking about that. Did did anybody, did you find that like people were excited about specific parts of the initiative? Did you have any time to like talk feedback with anybody yeah. or anything yeah, like that? Yeah. There, there are those. I had a guy walk up to me and say, hey, the, the teacher thing, you know, yeah. uh, I, I want to help with that. And I thought, oh, that's great. You know, he's going to yeah. give 20 bucks a week or something. He said, find anybody else that wants to give and I'll, I'll make up the difference, but let's pay for that whole thing. So <laughs> that's, that's a $10,000 project, right. you know? Yeah. So I thought, well, I already know a couple of people that are excited about it. So sure. I think, well, we I think you and mom were talking list. about that one, right? That's some right. of the people yeah. I know that are excited right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, tell yeah. them you'll donate 50 bucks and then he can contribute. Right. To it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and there's that one, uh, Feeding Kids in Haiti, of course, is near yeah. and dear to people's hearts, and, yep. and people are giving to that. I, I think one of the greatest things I talked about in the second service, or they're in the first service, they missed it, but I, I made a passing comment about the woman that was in the temple courts that gave two copper coins, and Jesus yeah. said, you know, everybody stop, look at that. That's what I'm talking about. This woman right. gave everything she had. She really trusts God. Well, the the point, it was two copper coins, but we had a little girl who was about 10 years old that wasn't feeling well, mm-hmm. didn't go to kids' ministry that day. She wanted to sit with her mom. When she heard that, at, at the end of the service, her mom saw her reach out and grab a, a an offering envelope <laughs> and reached into her little purse, and uh-huh. she had two pennies in there. Oh. And she put two pennies in and said, I want to give this. I want I yeah. want to help people, you know? So right. I'm like, you know, it's funny. You don't need much to realize it got out there. You don't, you know, there's a, Elijah's praying. There's been a... What a a drought for seven years. He goes and prays, and there's a cloud the size of a man's hand, and he goes, "It's going to rain. Everybody, get ready." I mean, yeah. a, I see it. I see it coming. So I, I guess I love Sunday, kind of feeling the same way that little girl says, you know, who's I'm not talking to a ten year old. I'm I'm talking to yeah. a forty year old. Probably the center of my demographic that I'm shooting at is a forty year old person. <laughs> so when a ten year old goes, I get it. You know, God's doing something. Yeah. You know, you know, he's dealing with people's hearts, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it may be it may be just as difficult to get somebody to you know, put $20 in as it is two cents, as it is sure. 2000. I mean, it's a step of faith, but the fact that yeah. she willingly, joyfully, cheerfully, you know, and her last two pennies sacrificially, right. you know, gave towards something. Now the offering envelope costs six cents. So really we lost four <laughs> cents on the deal as a yeah. church, but, I, but that's not, it's the faith, the faith right. moved a mountain. And that's, that's yeah. awesome. So let's talk about that a little bit. Cause um, we brought the statistic that currently 55% of the people that come here don't give. Yeah, don't participate. Uh, yeah. I imagine that some of them are moved to give now. They just never have before. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about some some tips and some tools on like, how do you get started in that? Right. So right now, if you're living already at your means or maybe even above your means, uh, right. it's hard to think about giving money away whenever you're barely making ends meet yourself right, right now. Yeah. How can I, how can I afford to give? It's, yeah. it's funny. I think there's several ways. And I, 
not not being horribly prepared for this moment, uh, asking that question, I, I look at my own life, I guess is probably the best way to say it. There's there's planned giving. There's planned percentage giving. And we challenge people to give, you know, 1%, 2%, 3%, that kind of stuff. I know mm-hmm. the tithing is 10%. I know it precedes the law. I know Jesus mentions tithing. Um, I've always been, not always, I've recently, the last 20 years or so, I've been uncomfortable with the, the legal teaching of tithing, um, I don't. I don't like the questions that are asked around it. I think it's an inferior um, system that's for an Old Testament temple and a priesthood and Levitical. And I, I think the New Testament we're not ruled by the law but by love. So law says, what's the least I can do before I'm in trouble? Yeah. What's the most? How fast can I go on the speed limit before I'm in trouble? Right. Love says, what's the need? How, how can I help? And so certainly in the New Testament, we see love being the law. It is the law. This is what governs us as we love people. So people are selling properties and inviting people to live in their homes and sharing all their all their goods, all their food, all their culture. So I, a much better way to live is love. So I think taking that proportion, that that one percent, if you know there's a thousand dollars a month, you know that you, that you make, mm-hmm. um, you know we're we're just saying, hey, think about putting ten dollars in. I, I don't yeah. know anybody that's living with a family. You know what I mean? That's making twelve thousand dollars a year giving $120 a year. So those are really no, low numbers. I get it. But I really think that starting with 1%, anything, just start planting seeds, start gardening. Right. I think that's one way proportionally. I think another way to look at it is sacrificially. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here at seven o'clock in the morning talking to you with my, my dollar eighty uh, you know, cup <laughs> of coffee in my hand. And that's because it's Tim Hortons. It was Starbucks. It'd be twice that. Right. By going from two cups to one, sacrificing that one cup, putting that dollar to three dollars a day that's twenty dollars a week you know into this so i think you can give proportionally you can give sacrificially and i think you can give spontaneously i i don't know if you ever had this happen to you but like i you're sitting there you're on your way to someplace you're doing something watching a commercial i literally be one of those guys that have sent money in (laughs) not because of a dog crying in a cage that one kind of makes me laugh a little bit but yeah especially the cat but the the one that that i i responded to was it was a hurricane i really had my heart moved by a hurricane and Uh tied the uh laundry soap had a thing like you send in thirty dollars. It went to something called Loads of Love, uh-huh. and they they the semi pulls up that washes and dries everybody's clothes. And you know when you haven't had utilities, it's it's ninety degrees, it's humid, right. stuff stinks, and you yeah. feel grubby and horrible. And to have a nice to have someone do your laundry for you and hand it back to you was amazing. Right. So I I got online immediately and you know sent in my thirty bucks. I got a three dollar T shirt, right? That said Tide Loads of Love on it. I felt good about it. You know. Do you, walk think, in you, do you see, think people will be more motivated to help contribute to the cause because of the fact that we're now doing that? Not that, but they can see like I can contribute yeah. to a certain project instead of just yeah. donating. I think like, you know what, the responsibility that we had as as leadership was to say, what do we believe God wants us to do? Yeah. So we're not presenting a need. You know, we're going to save the whales. We're going to you know help buy fur coats for baby seals in Antarctica. We're going to, you know, protect the toads. I mean, those are, right. those are specific projects, but I didn't feel like God put any of those projects on my, on my heart. What's on yeah. my heart is, you know, feeding hungry kids, taking right. care of our local teachers, building mm-hmm. bridges to our community, you know, winning the lost, making yeah. disciples. So when, when you can look somebody in the eye and say, I really believe that, right. that this is something God wants us to do. Um, I think it changes the whole dynamic. So yeah. for me to say, I think this is God. Now, which one of these do you feel God might want you to participate right. in? It's just a different question. Yeah. Like, you know, I want you to give 10% of your gross 
pre-tax income into an offering basket. You have no control over it. You have no, and, and, and by the way, no matter how you give, you give to God and you have no control over it. Once it's in the basket, it's right. in God's hand. Right. We have to trust that, you know, that God's going to use it the right way and that yeah. the people we've entrusted or the deacons we've elected, the staff that we've elected mm-hmm. are, are going to represent that gift appropriately. Sure. And that's why we're audited every two, three years by an independent <laughs> outside auditor. I mean, not the government, yeah. we do it because right. we want to make sure we're, we're integrous with every dollar that comes and goes. Yeah. But I, I think it is. I think it's easier to buy a meal, 50-cent meal for a kid in Haiti, knowing, and walking away going, I just fed a kid in Haiti, yeah. than it is to give that same 50 cents into a general fund, whatever that is, that takes care of general needs, whatever they are, Right. You know, for, and the light bill. I just paid for the light bill. Nobody's excited about paying the light bill. I'm not excited about paying my own light bill, you know? Yeah. But I'm excited about the same 50 cents that would have gone into a light bill going into a kid's mouth full of food. So sure. I think giving them specific things they can connect their compassion to and their passion to and their faith to, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it's pleasing to the Lord. I'm giving this because there's a hungry kid or yeah. there's a teacher without Xerox paper in their classroom. Right. Yeah. So I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like all the projects that we're doing right now, it's always been the heart of Freedom Center to do these projects. Yeah. Like they're not, it's not new, but maybe we're just a little bit more organized than we've been in the past of like, yeah. here are specific, like, like I think if somebody came to you last year and said, I want to donate a large amount of money. Tell me some projects that you would like to, yes. to take care of. All of the projects that are on our list currently would have been on that list. That's funny. That's, that is exactly where this list started. That, that very question. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wasn't a, a donor that said, I got a large amount of money that I want to give. It was someone asked me the question, if someone were to give the church a million dollars, do you know what you do with it? And I go, well, you know, he said, stop. If you don't know, what what God wants done with a million dollars? I bet you a million dollars never comes your way. Yeah, that's you know good. What I mean, I went. Yeah, right. I guess that's true. So we began to prepare for a generous God and for a generous people, rather than trying to prepare for a stingy God and a stingy people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we we mentioned this, but you know, people think then we're all we're doing is after their money. We do this, but that's presumptuous on God. It's like you know, God wants to feed people, and people want to feed people, and and whatever the I keep saying feeding people, yeah, but yeah. whatever that is, you know, people, the Hope Center, the you know, the, again, right. the teachers, the medical stuff we're talking about. People want to help foster families, adoptive families. So I think one of the things I recognized shortly after that challenge was we had um, Corey and Caleb, Pastor Corey, uh, Pastor Caleb rather. Yeah. Corey, they're on their way to to be cross-cultural workers in Asia (laughs) (laughs) and whatever that means. And and we've known them. We love them. We know their family. We know their children, their parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're a part of us, and they're making this huge sacrifice to go. And so on one Sunday, we said, hey, anybody like to help them? You know, let's. this is what they're doing, and let's let's help them. And I think the offering was like $20,000 yeah. or something. You know what? Yep. That money walks into this room every, every day. Every single week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people weren't like, man, you're asking for money, and I'm really upset. Nobody was like, I'm so excited for those kids. I'm so proud of them. We're going to miss them so much when they're gone. Yeah. So you, you realize that, you know, you kind of believe shadows and dust to be reality, and then you see the reality, yeah. and you go, that, that's just shadows and dust. Like, this is... Right. People really do have a heart to give, but they want to give to something and someone mm-hmm. they believe in. They want to move the needle. That's what a friend of mine said. He's a philanthropist. And I, he said, I want to know that when I've given something, I've moved the needle. There's less right. There's less malaria in the world because of what I did. There's, sure. there's drinking water in a, in a, you know, a village because yeah. of what I did. I, I don't want to give to, you know, to pay for the accountant to come in and balance the books. I, I, want, to, I want to pay to do something amazing. And uh, I want my name to be forgotten, but I want to know, you know, in my heart right. that, that that well will be there for the next 30 years yeah. 
providing water for that village, and it's owned by the church, so the gospel comes with every cup. You right. know? <laughs> it seems just like it's uh, just a change of expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you think that like you can apply that to every aspect of your of your life, like that expectation of just like if I expect greater things than what I'm currently living, then I can expect to receive those greater things. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think there's two things. I think one, you, you can get out of balance with name it and claim it. And yeah. if you can dream it, you can achieve it or believe right. it, you can achieve it. You know, I, I think those are great little mantras and they sell books for Tony Robbins. And yeah. and, I, and I, I actually like a lot of what Tony Robbins says because he does uh-huh. open your heart to the potential of being an optimist instead of a realist or a pessimist, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I think I think the best expectations are the God-set expectations. So, yeah. And the neat thing about any God-set expectations are no matter what you can expect, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine. So, right. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think hope is the, the, the divine expectation of good things happening. And I think a lot of people walk outside of hope, and we call, yeah. it, we call it reality instead of right. calling it what it is. And that's really kind of a fatalistic, feudalistic view of life that I just hope I make it through the day yeah. versus I'm going to kick butts and take names all day today because right. God's on my side and, you know, yeah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. You yeah. know, that's a, there's a real difference in expectation. So if we expect nothing, we won't be disappointed, Yeah, but we probably won't achieve, you know, what we were created to, to achieve. Right. So there's, there's a balance. We can get it. We can take whatever God has said, manipulate it and, and make it be our servant instead of us serving right. God, you know? So let's be careful of that. But I, I think that's 10% of it, a risk and a 90% reward. If we go too far, yeah. God will correct us. But right. we're, we're not at risk of going way too far on yeah. average. We're at risk of going way too too shallow into this right. this pool. Well, and it's funny, like the uh, above all we can ask, think, or imagine, like if the above, if all we're asking, thinking, or imagining is $100,000, above yeah. that, like there's a difference between above that or above all we can ask, think, or imagine, a million dollars not you know like god is only going to answer our prayer to what we're like living and thinking about not yeah not higher than i mean he will go higher but i'm saying if it's a hundred thousand dollars or a million like that's a big a big jump there between the two study that goes along with what you're saying is they they did a a broad study international it wasn't just the usa but they looked at people born in certain or they called classes lower middle upper and and upper upper classes Uh And only about 3% of the people born into any of the classes they studied left the class either up or down <clears throat> during the course of their life. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with expectations. I think if you're if you're a middle-class guy, you sell Chevys. You know what I right. mean? If you're an upper-class guy, you, you sell shopping malls. If you're an upper-upper-class guy, you know, you, you sell, you know, skyscrapers. You know what I mean? Right. If you're a lower-class guy, you sell chiclets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's – and I, I think everybody's selling. You know, everybody yeah. – but but – we stop when we've reached that place that we feel is comfortable, right? Or we, or we, or we start when we reach that place that's uncomfortable, right? So, I do think our expectations are the limiting, or something called self-limiting beliefs. I think Chris Swanson laid that one yeah. on me about self. You know, you you believe that you can't, and so you don't even try. Right. That's a self-limiting belief, and I, I don't yeah. think God has any self-limiting beliefs, right. and certainly Jesus didn't train us to walk around doubting. Right. You know, we're we're not supposed to doubt. We're supposed to walk in faith. But then. Not just believing and you know naming and claiming, but the Word of God tells us what's ours. Yeah, and and the Holy Spirit leads us to to what's ours. So. Right. Well, it's interesting too because um, there's a study that came out that talks about you know being born lower class. There's like a 95 percent chance that you're going to die lower class, yeah. middle class, upper class, essentially whatever class you you are yeah. born into. Very hard, very painful to get from one to the other. Yeah. So 
like you're talking about, like to, to get out of that mindset and those expectations is very hard and very few people do it. Whatever yeah. you're born with, it's very hard to fall lower than that. Yeah. And it's very hard to get higher than that. And it's honestly only like the, the best and the brightest or the, I guess the worst yeah. of the worst right. going down a class um, seem to fail or succeed at that. Yeah. So yeah, the th- norm is I just want to have the house my dad had. Yeah. You know, I just want to drive the car my mom drove. Right. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with that most of the time. Yeah. And, and the point of it isn't everybody should be upper class a- income wise. Right. The point of it is, you know, if we're going to change the world, um, votes matter. Mm-hmm. We're going to change the world. Hands matter. Legs matter. Yeah. Feet matter. But I mean, I, I was talking to somebody the other day that that is a, an entrepreneur and just just stupid wealthy. Just, yeah. Not, not just wealthy, stupid wealthy. Ridiculous. Right. And they do it because they enjoy it. Like, like I enjoy catching a fish. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they enjoy making a million dollars. It's, hey, I got one. Oh, look at, check it out. Take a picture and put it. That's a million dollars. Yeah. For me, it's a bass. Right. For them, it's, you know, it's it's a million dollar idea uh-huh. or more. And and they were, I, I said, you know, have you ever thought about going into politics? And they kind of laughed and said, you know, and forgive me if you're a politician, I don't mean any disparagement, but, you know, po- politicians are, are cute and we fund the ones we want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yeah. like, huh. we're above that. Yeah. So it's like, wow, we're, you know, if we want a politician to vote a certain way, we hire a lobbying firm that, that hounds them and, and, you know, the smartest, the brightest, and we buy them lunches and we, and in the end they vote the way we do, we hope because we've influenced them with our money. So if you want right. to change the world, don't go into politics go into business. Now that's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a perversion of the golden rule. He who yep. has the gold makes the rules, but I, I defy anybody to prove me different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Up until this last presidential election, the person who won was always universally the one who spent the most on their campaign. Right. You know, so that's, yeah. that says a lot. And they're know? not spending their own money. They're spending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and for are... a reason, right. People are saying, I want this guy because his, him in that seat in Congress or the Senate or, you know, whatever, uh, in the white house, changes my economy so right this is not supporting causes or or right. things i'm passionate about if if this guy does this my steel is worth more if this guy if, if this person wins my steel is worth less so we right. put a lot of money into politics so it's yeah remove the money from politics and politics will look completely different <laughs> it's true yeah yeah all right but i think i just kind of want to tie that back into to giving and to contributing it's just that expectation like expecting that yeah. like God, you're going to do more with these two pennies than I yeah. could ever imagine. Yeah. And not only for where these pennies are going, but also for me in my heart, yeah. like just, just start to give and like, just have your heart change there and just yeah. see what happens. I agree. But just start like you're talking 1%, just like, don't worry about 10%. Don't worry about trying to hit these tithe, tithe goals that we don't even know are actually biblical like applied to us today let's just do that it's debatable yeah highly in my mind highly debatable and some like no it's just start with one percent like what can i do to just start and then just trust god do it with a cheerful heart give and then see what happens yeah and and like if you're doubting what's going to happen like just try it and i guarantee you you're going to be wrong (laughs) right well and and that's that's the testimony even back to the uh not enough just enough more than enough it wasn't a giving series it was a, a personal stewardship series but what came out of that was was God's blessing. People that said, you know, out of that, we realized we we're spending too much of this, not that we didn't have a budget for these. And they, yeah. all of a sudden there's this plan, and they put this plan into, into action. Sure. And when their expectations were, you know, somebody we know well, 
had what six months or something to pay off certain debts and yeah. a month and a half it was paid off six weeks not right. six months right because god blesses plans it, yeah and maybe he's always been blessing us but if there's no plan the money looks like extra whatever that is yeah, money that's good so i buy more starbucks instead of you know sure. tim hortons or whatever and yeah suddenly i'm going out to eat more instead of going home and eating charlie's lunch meat you know that kind of stuff <laughs> So I, I think I think that God blesses plans. And one of the things I would say is if you, you know, it's springtime in Michigan, which it's not right now, but if it were springtime in Michigan, you walked out with 99 cents worth of cucumber seeds or tomato seeds or mm-hmm. squash seeds, and you go to a, a piece of tilled fertile soil and you put it in there and you water it and you walk away, you're, all your seeds are gone, but they're planted. And, yeah. and the expectation is if the conditions stay right, if my heart stays right, if the ground really was fertile, you know what I mean? Then, then God takes over with this multiplied thing. Anybody can tell you how many seeds are in an apple. Nobody can tell you how many apples are in a seed. So when you plant that yeah. two cents there, that $20 or that $2 million, it doesn't matter. Right. You really are, those those dollars live under a different paradigm, much like a seed. You mm-hmm. really don't know what's going to happen. It's in God's hands. Yeah. But there should be an expectation of, of, of gain, not loss. There shouldn't be, oh man, I had 40 seeds in my hand when I came out here, now they're all gone. Right. You should say, I just planted 40 seeds. Yeah. And in time, whether that time is by the time I get home from work or tomorrow or church today mm-hmm. or you know, or in the next 20 years, I don't really know. I just know that my life <clears throat> is unexplainable financially outside the blessings of God. Yeah. You cannot draw a straight line to my education, right. uh, to my upbringing, to you know what I mean, and I have mm-hmm. a wonderful upbringing, and I have a wonderful you know twelfth grade education, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I have prospered um, in life mm-hmm. because I, I I believe because I've planted a lot of cucumbers. You know yeah. what I mean? And I married a woman who's a plantation owner. Right. You know what I mean? Who just yeah. plants constantly. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I've got a boomerang blessing based on on her investments through the years. So right. I I I defy you. you know what I mean? We we have like in a single year. Just being faithful stewards, doing what we believe God wants us to do, being generous on the occasions that we've grown into being able to be generous on, mm-hmm. doubled my, my annual income because something came my way. Right. We're in the process right now. Yeah. I, I mean, That's just, not him saying the church pays him twice as much. Please don't. No, 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 no. This is, <laughs> this is you know, we wrote a book or this is, yeah. it was a book that we had to write. It wasn't like we wanted to, like we had to, right. it was in our heart. We had to do this. Yeah. You know, so we, you write a book, you get asked to speak, you you know, we, we flipped a house. I'm not a real estate guy, but I, I know a good deal when I see one. We flipped it, did really well on it. Somebody said, hey, you know, are you in the real estate business now? And I said, no, I, I'm in the blessing business. Like yeah. God, the real estate agent called me and said, right. not only do I have this house that's about 50 grand below market value, I also have a private investor that wants to loan you the money. Come take a look at it. We signed the papers an hour after the phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bought the house, put money into it sold it at a huge profit it was a blessing you know what i mean so right. i'm not a, i'm not smart i'm not i'm not bright i'm blessed yeah and the same thing is true you know with the things that we work on now we get to do some really wonderful things that have really fallen in line with our giftings and god is very generous and he mm-hmm. said why did you get that opportunity over the thousands of other people that god could have given it to i think it's because we planted cucumbers and yeah. and we took those seeds and we planted more cucumbers and yeah. etc so That's again good. this is not a get rich methodology no. but how would you look at a farmer as he goes and plants seeds and say well you just planted seeds because you want to get rich quick it's like this is a lot of work <laughs> yeah and, and it's time and yep. it's faith and there's right. no promise of of Return. good rain yeah. and yeah this is i do it because i'm a farmer and because i've been commanded to to plant seeds yeah and the more i plant the bible says the more i can expect and the less i plant the less i can expect mm-hmm. so i i don't know i think one of the most beautifully selfish things we can do is give 
Yeah. It's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. There's a blessing on the gift we give. Yeah. It's it's an eternal thing. Don't store up for yourselves on earth things that rust, rust and moss can destroy. Save up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Yeah. Like we're serving up for ourselves. I don't I don't know how this works. I don't claim to know that I have a big bank account in heaven, but I right. you know, compared to some, I'm sure I'm gonna be borrowing money from Mother Teresa for all eternity, <laughs> you know. But but I, I really believe that I'm saving up for myself. The most selfish thing I can do for myself right. is to store up treasures in heaven. So this is this is just basic Bible doctrine that I've failed to teach. I've lived it. Yeah, I failed to teach it. For I was just about to say 24 it. Twenty four years. It's so funny just even now hearing you talk talk <laughs> like a year ago. If you would have heard yourself on this podcast today, you would have said like, "What in the world happened between right. now and like like?" There's no way I would be talking well, about. It's because when I came up. In ministry, right after that statement, be and this month's love gift for those of you right. who give blah blah blah. And it's holy yeah. water, and it's it's right. you know particles of wood, probably from the cross, for all we know. And you know, it's like <laughs> oh, you know, it's just there's just so many stupid, silly, wrong, shameful things yeah. that happened in the name of Christ concerning money. And I yeah. and honestly, I still come across a late night infomercial for for a blessing water, a miracle water is what it is. I'm just right. like, oh, please shut that down, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so silly. Yep. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, so let's talk about next week. Next week? We, it's it's Pledge Sunday, so it's, yeah, a big, so we, it's a big deal. We talked about it's our heritage, it's uh-huh. our honor, and this week it's our turn. And yeah. I, you can compare it maybe to another analogy. It's ready, aim, fire, yeah. you know? So a lot of, a lot of people are nodding their heads. Yep. And we'll find out if that translates into actual right. action. I yeah. think the noun called faith is is growing. The verb called faith we're about will, to find will, out. We'll be tested. Yeah. yeah. And I so my hope is again this week we're going to be talking kind of recapping a few things where it won't be a, a praise-a-thon, you know what I mean? It won't be a telethon, it won't yeah. be a fundraising thing. But it is our turn. We we stand on the shoulders of some people that sold the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the property that that we are sitting on right now, part of it was donated by a person whose husband had passed away. And she said, my husband always wanted to see a great church in Fenton. So we stand on the shoulders of a widow who yeah. gave us 10 acres that was worth a lot of money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and go back to the sacrifices and the risks and the loans. And I, I'm not going to share any names, but, but you know, there's almost legends of how people, you know, add up all the dollars that come in, add up all the dollars that go out and anything you're short, let me know and I'll write a check for it. There are families still in our church today yeah. that way back in the day when the budget was $1,000 a week for the entire thing, you know what I mean? If, if it was $200 short, over and above the giving that they gave, they just wrote the check so that everything balanced at the end of the month. Yeah. Those are the shoulders we're standing on. Right. You know, we, we have people that got huge bonus checks that gave generously. We have people that get their Social Security dollars that give generously. Mm-hmm. We It is our turn. It's our yeah. turn to say, you know, this this wasn't like just a gift that we're supposed to use and like a, like a disposable lighter. And when it's gone, it's gone. This is something we're supposed to hand to our children. So yeah. we have a mortgage. I'd love to pay it off. Yeah. Uh, before your generation and you know takes over everything, and my generation goes to you know drive their snapper lawnmowers and do their Forrest Gump imitation. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I I really want this place to be debt free. There are great yeah. opportunities. We're actually trying to put in the budget right now just undesignated funds so that when opportunities come along, we're we're not in a position of having to raise those funds or let the opportunity right. pass. Yeah, we've had some great opportunities. I mean pieces of property that are just central to our community that would have been a tremendous blessing to the kingdom mm-hmm. and we didn't have two nickels rubbed together we were living week to week so we're yeah. putting margin into our budget now um, right 
So there's, I just, I, I think by talking about this and talking about the way that I get to now, because I've been liberated from things that just weren't true, I've yeah. apologized. I feel like people have forgiven me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about money every week, but, sure. but we are going to talk about it this week Yeah, because it's our turn. It's our turn to make the decisions that, you know, kids that are in the nursery now, when, when there are pastors and there are business people and there are missionaries, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll forget us, but they, but they can't, they're going to sit on a chair that we bought. You yeah. know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna hear music that comes out of a drum set that that our generation purchased. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and uh, sure. their parents love Jesus because they're a part of a church. And they got to be a part of a church, and we paid Pastor Les's salary, and yeah. you know the Stotts and the Stokes and everybody that cared for them as a, as a child in ministry. You know, yeah. they'll forget those people by and large, but they can't forget the Jesus they taught them. So we're this is a big deal. This Sunday is, you know, it's not the only Sunday, the biggest Sunday come this Sunday, but it, this is the Sunday from which all the other Sundays will proceed. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Yep. All right. Well, you you heard it right there. This is Sunday <laughs> is a big deal. Um, we'll see you at 9 and 1130 Freedom Center. Uh, I would say if you haven't yet, the, pan, the, the initiative is online if you, yeah. if you need to access it for some reason. We have been handing them out. But just spend this week talking to your spouse, yeah. talking to people around you, really praying about, yeah. about what you feel like God is asking you to give. And like Pastor just said, it's it's our turn. So let's Walk take it. Walk in Sunday ready to do it. Yeah, let's, let's take it, it seriously and then let's do it. So we'll see you at 9 and 11.30 this Sunday. If for some reason you can't make it, you can still watch live stream and there is going to be links to click on to give and, and yeah. pledge on live stream as awesome. well. So we will see you then. Have a great week.